1: Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy, best friends forever.
2: Best
0: friends forever! Fantasy Best Friends forever. Do-do, do-do-do-do, do-do-do-do, do-do-do-do-do, this is the Fantasy Best Friends Forever here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Alongside Frankie Stample, I am Greg Sussman. Frankie,
3: what's going on, buddy? Frankie, better question, what are you wearing? I am wearing a red sweater. A red sweater, huh? That's it? Huh. It's a little late for an ugly Christmas sweater, Greg. So I went to my closet today, and I was like, what should I wear on the show?
0: And I thought this was apropos. It's madness, baby! March is here. Got the Among Ready to rock today, baby.
3: Headless Greg.
0: Down with Belmont. All I've heard all week, Belmont, Belmont, Belmont. Gabe wants to put money on Belmont. I'm with Joe and Eerie, man. The smart money's on Maryland. The smart people on Maryland.
3: Don't bet with your heart, Greg.
0: I'm not betting. I'm just rooting. It's-
3: Smart money. They that are. They smart. like smart money. Smart,
0: the smart money. You talked to my man, Joe Ranieri. The smart money has come in on the Maryland
3: Terrapins. I think Gabe's got it right, Greg.
0: You're just rooting against me for the sake of rooting against me because oh, you're not right. a friend.
3: I just don't understand how from one week to the next, last week, killing Maryland out here. Huh. Uh, they suck. Yes. Uh, they never win in big games. That's right. They're slow starters. Uh-huh. They choke. Yep. One week later, it's all gone. Never happened. Uh-huh. I bleed red and yellow all over again.
0: Right? Are you? Haven't you been a sports fan your whole life? Yes. How many times are you talk yourself out of a team and then right back in within a I matter know of games? about a
3: week later? Greg.
0: About a week later, sure. The Jets have a bad like game. The Jets every. The Jets week. have a bad game on Sunday. By the next Sunday, you are right back in. <laughs> and here we are, exactly one week later.
3: Maryland's lane three, Greg. Maryland. That's it, huh? They're three. Went, went down
0: from like six. That's
3: it. Minus 160 money line.
0: You want to jump in on that?
3: Uh, no, I will not. Will not be. You're excited. You're pumped. One of my favorite things year, man. Greg is a One much... of my favorite song. Let's go. Let's go. M-A-R-Y-L-A-N-D Maryland will win. All right. That's, that's, People... not, that's not real, is that? Oh, it is.
0: Oh. People outside here in Studio 34 walking by. They see us in the sweater. Not us. Up the Maryland hat. Let's go.
3: Not us. Woo. I wish I went to a big-time college. Sure you do. <laughs> St. Francis College, Brooklyn.
0: You know how many times they've been the in the home tournament? of the Terriers. You know how many times they've been in the tournament? One of Zero. only
3: four, what is it, four or five teams? To yes. Make never. One the one teams who never make never! the tournament. That would be the Terriers.
0: So Maryland opened at minus five. They're now down to minus three. All right, so whatever. So, 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 a bunch of idiots coming in on Belmont. No big deal.
3: <laughs> Let's go. Greg, unfortunately, I woke up to some bad news today.
0: What's, 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 what's wrong?
3: Jesus Luzardo. I also woke up to that, Frank. Very bad. I actually woke up to a text from you regarding Jesus Luzardo. I was not happy. Yeah. Bad news. Good thing we have uh, Dr. Ray of inside injuries coming up. Also, Matt Olsen hit with a pitch today on uh, his hand. Missed that. Left the game.
0: Watch me know I was in the bathroom. Having late.
3: We got a little more baseball today to watch, though. We, you know, extra innings? Oh, we already had it. We, we had a little more extra baseball to watch today, Greg. Yeah, we did. It was cool. Oh, nice. It was fun. It was Hunter great. Hunter Strickland on pace for 162 saves. How about that? Pumped. Mingo Santana? I liked Hunter Strickland. Home run yesterday? You know who talked me out you know talked
0: about Hunter Strickland? It wasn't me. Jim Sanis. Oh,
3: yeah? I was all about Hunter Strickland. Well no one knew who it was gonna be, and I think Anthony Swarzak is hurt now, so just leaves one. I love I mean I love Hunter,
0: right? Hunter Strickland.
3: Hunter Strickland. How's everything else going, Gary? How'd you sleep? Or or could you not sleep because you were too, too so be- excited about the, the turtles, the terps.
0: Can I be honest with you? I slept. I had another dream about work. <laughs> I had a dream that we were Was
3: it regarding me being mad at you or
0: something? No. You were in it though. So I had a dream that we were doing something. And it might have been the tip drill. Or not tip drill. It might have been the NBA Fantasy Hour where I was using my game show mic. And I was getting yelled at because it just didn't sound good. And everyone was just so mad at me.
3: It's starting to concern me that you, that <laughs> you dream so much about work.
0: Everyone was just telling me they were just so mad at me that my game show mic wasn't working. So...
3: It seems I, like it's been working I, quite well. I,
0: I woke up upset that I couldn't use it anymore. And then I realized it was a, it was a dream. It
3: was all a dream.
0: You used to word, use WordUp Magazine? You used to read Word Up Magazine? That's
3: how it works. That's, you're all over the place, Greg. All <laughs> over
0: the place. Oh, man.
3: What oh, else man. is going on? How are you, buddy?
0: I'm good, man. Um, things are good. Uh, the Heistage Lizard thing is very annoying, though. We, woke up, we both woke up to that. Out four to six weeks uh, with. What was, do you mean the shoulder soreness? Is that what it is? Shoulder
3: soreness, yeah. So the
0: same thing as like Severino? Or what? That's rotator cuff soreness. a little bit different. Yeah. Hopefully Dr. A will answer that question for us. We're, not, we're probably not going to be happy by that.
3: Yeah. I mean, my initial thought was, well, is this a real injury? Or is this like a service time thing? But the Oakland A's need him. Their rotation is not good. So as of now, all the news that we have is he's being shut down for four to six weeks with a muscle strain in his left shoulder, Greg. I don't know about you, but muscle strain sounds better than, like, rotator cuff. What do you think?
0: Mm. Sounds better. I agree with you. Muscle, muscle strain definitely sounds better it than rotator so
3: cuff. late in camp now. Uh, we might not see him until the end of May. It's four to six weeks.
0: That's okay. I mean, that's okay. Like, I know we wanted Lazardo to break camp, but, like, theoretically, he comes up in June. Like, all good.
3: I mean, that's a big difference, though. The, no, it's not. Was, it's not. We were, I, I don't know about everyone else. I was expecting him up middle of April. F- f- Middle to end of April. Fine. For sure. How many innings do you
0: think you're gonna get from Jesus Lizardo this year? You didn't think 150 innings, did you? <laughs> yeah. For those listening, by the way, Frank's just shaking his head.
3: Yeah, yeah, I did. That, that is what I was expecting. That was silly. Let's see what the Fangraphs projected. Yeah, yeah. Like.
0: What, what does Fangraphs project for Lazarda?
3: Because I, I thought that was realistic. I didn't. They need him. They need him that much. I didn't really think. So, I didn't think so. In 2018, between all right, I got to do some math. And Dude, Fangraphs projected 112. 112. But last season, he had 92-108. He pitched right. 108 innings in the minors. Why right. couldn't he jump to 130-140? 108-130-140, you could do that. Yeah, but 130 is fine. He, and he, still, he make listen, that jump.
0: He still can get to 130. If all goes well.
3: Yeah, I mean, maybe.
0: maybe. Okay, if you're still drafting this weekend, and we are. We have a draft on Sunday. You have a draft tonight. Ew. That's a joke to have a. Oh, the Thursday of March Madness, you're having a draft. Are you I, crazy?
3: I didn't plan this, Greg. I'm not the commissioner.
0: Oh, we'll I have
3: it on in the background. I, I could be watching. We. I, I cannot. My pops. He's in the league. He has a question that we have to get into later on in the show. We talk.
0: certainly will. Um, where's Jesus Lazardo now? He was basically going wherever Chris Paddock went. Jesus Lazardo went, and you're looking. Pretty much like thirteenth, fourteenth, exactly what I was gonna say. Thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth round.
3: We got Lizardo for three dollars in the auction.
0: Paddock will last still, week. Paddock still goes there, obviously.
3: Lizardo was uh, over the weekend. He went for an average of six dollars in the NFBC auctions. think you get him at a bit of a discount now.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. Of course, you should three, get him at three to
3: four time. bucks. That's what we paid for him last week. Well, I, we? But so his so average was six. Was much higher. Yeah, yeah. Nine.
0: I think you're getting Lizardo as a one or two dollar guy now. Probably. You think so. Yeah. Because people don't buy the injury optimism. They don't know when he's coming back.
3: I hear you, but you've actually kind of talked me into this now. I have. Because if he comes up in, let's say, late May, early June, it sucks that you have to wait for him. But you might have him for the rest of the year now at 130 innings pitch for the rest of the season. I understand. And you, I mean, I don't, I don't know about everyone else, I don't but I would it. rather have him for the back end, for, for, oh, the, oh, for, of the, course. for the stretch run no, rather no, than earlier listen, on. no
0: time. doubt about that, but the shoulder muscle strain... Not great. It's a It's not. It's in. not like it's an ankle. So, yeah. It's not. Like he broke his ankle here. I've had
3: I had people ask, uh, asking me today already on Twitter, Greg. Do you drop Luzardo? What do you do? Well, I like, because you, you can't put him on the injured list. No, in any, you're saying no any spot. Yeah. What if you just have him on your bench and you don't? He's not going to be DL eligible or IL eligible because he's going to go in the minor league. Yes. Injured. He's not going to go. So obviously, if you have a minor league spot, you could just stash him there. Of course. But what if you don't? You st- do you just hold on to him? I say yes. I think the talent is there.
0: So it's a really funny question because for me right now, like I have an NA spot, right? So Jesus lazardo I could I could put him there right now, yeah, and, and he's You're actually fine. not eligible in Yahoo. So the way we do it is we'll talking, talking about Yahoo in a second. I think but
3: everyone should play with minor league spots. I
0: agree.
3: We have one. We, we
0: have we have one, and I think that's fine.
3: You to stash him there.
0: So I'm, I'm stashing. I'm essentially stashing him there. I'm actually stashing a random player there. Because Yahoo doesn't have them in their system yet for us. Bizarre, I know. So.
3: You have an Otani update.
0: And well, I'll get, we'll get to the Otani update after the break, yeah. Or Dr. We'll Reyes, I'll get the Otani update later in the hour. But Lizardo is eligible to be put there. So I, I put him there, or the guy that's replacing him there. But I haven't picked up anybody to replace him yet. So you asked me, like, would I drop Lizardo? At some point, the answer may very quickly become yes. But, you just have no choice. But right now, I have an empty roster spot because I drafted Lizardo, put him in my minor league spot, so I have an empty roster spot, and I have not filled it yet. One of the reasons is because we have um, a maximum pickup list of four players per week, and technically this week doesn't end until, like, April 4th. So that's a really long time for four pickups, so I don't want to waste one. And the second thing is, I don't necessarily know who, pick up, who to pick up. Someone in our, in our league, like, listened to the BFFs yesterday, grabbed Trevor, Waver, Trevor Richards off of waivers. So he's gone. But a guy like Michael Pineda, for instance, he's still out there. There's a couple other pitchers where— oh,
3: Big Mike looked good yesterday, too. He great.
0: did. He did. I don't want to waste that four—one of my Word four pickups. Big. He looks a little— uh, he's always hefty. has been. He's been working out. I don't, I don't want to waste one of my four pickups on Pineda quite yet. So I'm waiting. So if I have to drop Lazardo, I will. I'm not— doing it yet. I'm waiting. I'm being cautious. I'm not trying to just be overzealous here by picking up players. I
3: just dropped him in my rankings. You have to. You let me know, would you rather have these guys over Jesus Lozardo? Tyler Skaggs. Yes. Me too. Colin McHugh. Yes. John Gray. Yes. Tanta Yes. Ross Stripling.
0: Yes. I, I, you know, I'd really like to pair Ross Stripling up with Jesus Lazardo.
3: That makes sense. Yeah. Because you get some early season starts out of uh, Ross Stripling while all of these guys are on the DL. I'd like JL. to... I'd like to I'd like How to, long to, is that going to take us? A, a while?
0: while. I'd like to pair them oh. up ideally.
3: That would be great. Jinjin Ryu. I have all the Dodgers pitchers back-to-back. Greg. Yeah, yeah. I think so. What about Rick Porcello? What do you think about that, Greg? You're getting closer. So that's where I dropped Lozardo to. I dropped him 54 in my starting pitcher. Rank. And I have for. Uh, Comparison's sake, I have Chris Paddock at forty-five. What do you think about Paddock at forty-five versus Lazardo at fifty-four? Is that is that fair? Is that warranted? Absolutely. Okay. If
0: not, you know, you shouldn't, it shouldn't be a
3: farther discrepancy potentially. You think so? Yeah, man. Do I have Chris Paddock higher in my rankings. i have him just behind Madison Bumgarner. <laughs> I have Bumgarner at forty-four.
0: have a Jeff's fan, Jeff. I might man. be one of the. Bumming <laughs> l- in the third round.
3: Crazy. <laughs> Gosh, I know. Jeff the Jet fan. Jeff, Sorry, the Jeff the man. Do I have Bumgarner too low? I don't really want anything to do with him.
0: Agreed. No, it's screwball. No, I think
3: Pat. I think Paddock's gonna get. Okay. This. What about Tyler Glass now? Glass now versus to be getting rocked, right? Pat, I, I think I'd rather. I wasn't ever really buying into the, the hype with I... Glass now because there was a little bit of hype.
0: I think I'd rather have Lazardo.
3: Yeah. Glass now. Look, he just. I understand He's picking up right where he left off. I like get it where he normally does. The control looks terrible in the spring. He's giving up home runs. And that's what's so bad about Tyler Glass now is last year when he came over to the Rays, everyone was excited. He started to pitch better. He didn't walk as many guys. He was still around three walks per nine, but he gives up a ton of home runs. You know what? Why it's so bad because he walks everybody. So it's not solo home runs that Tyler Glass now is giving up. He's giving up two run homers, three run homers. He's giving up grand slams because he walks so many batters. Greg. Absolutely. I was never, I was never really in on Glass now for this season just because. Like there are mechanical issues. He's six foot eight. He can't repeat his delivery. To me, he reminds me a lot of Batanzas. Right? Batanzas is super wild. Sure. So, maybe, so, so you big. say maybe
0: he goes to the bullpen is much better?
3: That's always been a question mark with Glass now. He's probably better in, you know, short spurts. One inning here. Maybe a swimming man, relief pitcher. Two innings. But to me, he's just too wild. The mechanics are always off. The pedigree's there. I think he's talented, but he's never been able to really show signs of control Bad as a starting pitcher
0: absolutely we know I mean, we've known this about Tyler Glass now i know we want him to put it all together we have not seen it yet which is why his value is not nearly as high as it could be given his pedigree and the
3: stuff could have carlos martinez type upside yes
0: absolutely oh i totally agree with that
3: if you ever learned how to you know harness some of it at well, least we don't know, we,
0: know? Don't, we don't know that he will
3: carlos martinez was a guy when he came up now here's a guy you like <laughs> Who is that, Collinsworth? Yes. You know, here's a guy. Um, Let me talk about this
0: guy. That's Carlos great.
3: Martinez, it felt like they kept messing with his mechanics a little bit sure. when he first came up. They moved them to different sides of the rubber to try and figure out. Started, on the bullpen. started actually
0: starting the bullpen. Yeah,
3: so I don't know. I think I like the Tampa Bay, I, I like Bay raises a fit because it seems like if any team can figure it out, it might be them. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't done much in the spring to inspire confidence.
0: I agree. And that's why I've dropped, you asked me who I'd rather have. So, maybe it was Luzardo. I'd
3: rather have lizardo I would, yeah. So, I guess I should drop, drop Glass now in my rankings. I, I think just, so. I just ripped him.
0: Oh, you I did. You ripped him. the crap out of him. We <laughs> probably should, should do something about that.
3: Alrighty. So, that's yeah. where we're at, Greg. That's, that's
0: Luzardo. Um, uh, we mentioned Hunter Strickland before.
3: Yeah, you see anything else in that game?
0: There, there's a bunch, actually, in, in that game with Mitch Hattiger, D Gordon, think, and more. I think
3: we should mention Ryan Healy. We haven't really talked yeah. about him, Especially in AL only or 15-teamers. You know what I think we should do? You could, you could start Ryan Healy... How about this, Greg? Pairing Ryan Healy with Vladimir Guerrero. Love it. Because it's you know Kyle Seeger's going to miss the first month sure. of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You pair Ryan Healy. First month of the season, you'll get him. Hopefully, you get, uh, you know, once Kyle Seager returns, Ryan Healy, his playing time might get jumbled up a little bit. By then, you'll have Vladimir Guerrero. Back. Great.
0: Okay. Lo- love the pairing. What I do think, though, Frank, after we talk to Dr. A, who's coming up next, I want to break down what we learned over the two days in Japan. Because I think there's a lot here. There's a bunch of offense, which is, more, which is obviously very fun. So I think we should get into they
3: that. Joe Santana's legit.
0: Oh, man it's a lot of guys that are legit. Sure went seven bucks, Hunter Strickland, legit. We'll talk about all of this. I'll cut it up a little bit. When we come back, we're joined by Dr. A from Inside Injury. Stick around, we're on the way. A fantasy best friends forever.
2: That's 866-484-9621. Keith Irizarry is calling the shots.
3: Eli Manning
1: was in the bottom third of the NFL, even when he was not pressured in efficiency rating. He couldn't throw the ball down the field anymore. We could go on and on and on about Eli Manning. And I like Eli Manning. I truly do. Uh, but Eli Manning is no longer elite. I don't know if he ever was, to be truthful. But Eli Manning is just not that dude. Weekdays, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers.
0: back with you fantasy best friends forever fantasy sports radio network that's frank Stanford. i am greg sussman and we are now joined by the good doctor dr ray from inside injuries doc what's going on
4: how are you guys doing today
0: doing well doing very a little nervous and yet excited
4: it's always cautious optimism. I like it. That's what that's it is. Frank, Frank
0: is already rooting against me because it's very Frank-like to do. Uh, but that's okay.
3: What kind of best friend would I be if I didn't uh, if I didn't bust you up? Come
4: uh, on, you know, a, a good friend. What we're looking for.
3: Doc, did you go? You probably went to some prestigious college. Do you have any rooting interest in March Madness?
4: um yes uh i have a uh very extensive family that are extremely competitive so this is our 16th year of the march madness showdown <laughs> wow so, so who do you have who do you have winning uh winning at all you, you know you, who i have right. it's like well who everyone has right, so you want duke so you're in the final four uh, i i do have um tennessee but the big question remains uh do you pick maryland or
0: belmont in the first round
4: I picked Marilyn. My
0: man, Doctor A. Thank you. It's a bad choice, Doc. It's
3: bad. Thank you, Doc.
0: <laughs> it's you know, he's a he's a smart man. Doc, I know we emailed you this morning and I don't know if you're able to get to it, but the big news coming out as we woke up was about Jesus Lazardo, and Lazardo hurt himself with a muscle strain in that shoulder. What does that mean?
4: Yeah. This is something that they have to take extremely sensitively. Um, it's throwing shoulder, left rotator cuff strain. Um, we Right now we're thinking it's a grade one to okay. two. And so we feel more information about it. But even, you know, a throwing shoulder for a grade one is more like a grade three almost for, um, you know, other athletes. It's so sensitive because that's the only thing that's important in a pitcher right there. So, um, there he's, what we're predicting is that he's definitely going to require at least six to eight weeks of uh, an HTR right now, based on that prediction of the injury severity of grade one to two, we will adjust it as it goes on, but at least at least eight weeks six to eight weeks. And I'd say, uh, leaning toward, to, uh, you know, toward eight weeks.
3: And that would put the timetable at the beginning of June, Greg. Now, is it? We just speculate. So, is it
0: eight weeks until he's back, or eight weeks until he can start throwing again?
4: Uh, eight weeks, eight weeks um, till he starts throwing again. A couple more weeks of rehab. Uh, you know, take a look. So it. All star break right now. Those ten weeks, yeah.
3: That might be middle of June, end of June. And if that yeah. yeah, yeah. Holding out take until him the All which is the middle of July. Oh God. Brutal.
0: So this is a disaster. <laughs> all right, all right. Fair enough. <laughs> we'll just start off with a disaster. No, no, (laughs) Uh,
3: doc, you know, we, we asked you about Lazardo. You mentioned the rotator cuff. Uh, Let's, let's move into Severino here. We haven't spoken to you in a couple of weeks. What's the latest on Luis Severino? I know he, uh, he finally started throwing yesterday. He made 25 throws from a distance of 60 feet. That was yesterday. Uh, They've already ruled him out for the month of April. They're uh, optimistic that he can return in may, but kind of similar dealing with a, with a rotator cuff here. What do you guys have on Severino?
4: Yeah, so the optimal recovery time for a throwing uh, sort of rotator cuff strain, um, right now uh, he was at a grade two. We moved him down to a grade one, but still it's four to six weeks. So, you know, he's probably April 26th is what we're looking at right now. Maybe April 20th to April 26th. But Right now we're targeting right around April 26th.
3: Okay. That's good. Right around May. That's good. How much will this affect his uh, performance though?
4: Yeah. Yeah, that was just about to say that. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, the first... We'll see how he gets off the mound uh, when he first starts. If he looks pretty good, it probably buys him a good amount of uh, games and innings all the way up till maybe August and September. And then, you know, obviously postseason will be an issue with this. This is not I mean, this will flare up again and he'll probably take some extensive time off again to be ready for the playoffs. So uh, from a fantasy perspective, you know, if he looks pretty good at the end of April when he comes back and, you know, of all intentions that he will look pretty good, um, you You know, he probably is going to take some time off sometime in August to be ready for the postseason if the Yankees make the postseason. That's what they're trying to do. So look for an extensive period of time off in August.
0: When you hear that, you're just like, I'm good.
3: Yeah, And I think a lot of the times, Greg, when we have injury optimism with players, we hear a timetable and we say, all right, well, Severino's going to be back in May. And all of a sudden we just think, all right, well, we'll have him from May till the rest of the end of the season. We'll be fine. But you don't really factor in uh, the possibility of, all right, well, let's give him a – two, three-week break here because we need him for the postseason. I mean, obviously, the Yankees have to make it to the postseason first, but um, they you know they have their, their sights set on that. They have their sights set on October. So they need Course. Severino for then more than anything else. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if, all right, yeah, we get him back in May. You might see another IL stint at, later on in the season at sure. a different point. Absolutely. So they rest him up and make sure he's good to go when, when they need him most in the postseason.
0: So, Absolutely.
3: Uh, kind of worries me. And, and what I wrote about on my Patreon is I, I'm much more likely to, to be in on Severino in a keeper league dynasty. Maybe I'm aggressive there, yep. but for redraft. Well- I think there's, a, lot there's, of a, there's a
4: little nugget that I can give you guys here about pitchers and, and, and the injury analytics. So anytime you have a rotator cuff strain on a throwing shoulder of a pitcher, you almost always historical data shows that there's always a flare up or there's an intentional rest uh, because of the sort of the length and the grind of the season, especially starting pitchers. Um, so you have to factor a two to four week hiatus some point else in the season in, in, in that regard. So just that's like a rule of thumb. It's proven with historical data, and so you should definitely, you know, as a fantasy player, always factor that in. All
0: right, I'm out of Severino. You're out. <laughs> are you kidding me? After that, we're talking to Doctor A from Inside Injuries, and Doc. Whenever we bring up Severino, it seems like we are almost contractually obligated to bring up Clayton Kershaw. And we've talked to you about Kershaw quite a bit, but the news surrounding Kershaw has been pretty good. Like he says, he basically just needs to get his arm in game shape, and he should be back towards the end of April. Not unlike Severino. Velocity's been declining. Obviously, his his back's not in great shape. You've been off Severino thus far. Uh, any positive news? I'm sorry, Kershaw thus far. Any positive news surrounding Clayton Kershaw?
4: So with this particular injury, um, it looks like he's doing very well from a recovery standpoint. Uh, he's hitting his optimal recovery time uh, in, the, or in the beginning part of April uh, in, for this particular injury. But like you said, the back injury for a starting pitcher is a really big worrisome factor for us on in the algorithm. And, and so we are we really have downgraded Kershaw for this season. I know he's a big name and I know he's an incredible talent, etc. But, you know, the back will catch up to him this year. And he's one year older. Um, and so his injury right now, I mean, his IRC is very high right now because he's still trying to come back from this uh, shoulder injury. But his by the time, you know, that he's healed from this particular injury, his IRC will probably be right around 30%. So, uh, unfortunately, a third of the season is really in jeopardy with Clayton Kershaw because of the back. Not the shoulder, but the back. That's what we thought. Now
3: you're dealing with those things in conjunction. You have the back that's been a chronic injury. Right. the shoulder now. I remember last year, Doc, and I'll never forget this, you said it wouldn't surprise you if in a couple of years Clayton Kershaw ends up in the bullpen. I mean, yeah. I remember you said that last year, So, and, and that's due to the, this chronic back injury, and now he has the shoulder in conjunction with that. It's just, I think there's too much risk to take on here, Greg. It, you know, if, if we had another pitcher that, and his name wasn't Clayton Kershaw, and his velocity was decreasing, and his skills were declining. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, he, you know it, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. Absolutely. If, because his name is Clayton Kershaw. Uh, Doc, I feel like whenever we talk about Severino, we bring up Kershaw, and yep. we also bring up Mike Fulton-Nevich, who has, uh, who was... The big three. Exactly. Was dealing with uh, elbow soreness the past couple of weeks. He threw a bullpen on Sunday. Uh, I've seen some reports that he could return mid-April. What do you guys have on Mike Fulton-Nevich?
4: So this is a, uh, not even a grade one injury right now. So that's great news for him. I mean, he's at an elevated injury risk of 19%. It's going to be going down projectionally, probably down to 13 to 12%, very low to low injury risk category. And right now he's at above average category, only four percentage points away from peak. So, um, you know, we have him coming back in mid to, uh, late April and that, and the Braves look like they, uh, they're right on schedule. So, you know, uh, this type of injury, um, you know, uh, it's, a it's it's minor than, you know, we're predicting it to be pretty minor. And he should be ready to go, you know, for all intents and purposes, um, sort of the middle to end of April.
0: So super positive news coming out for Mike fulton I'm
3: going to be aggressive with him tonight and over the weekend. All right, fair enough. You went, went very high in my
0: keeper draft uh, two nights ago. Now, Walker Bueller is healthy, but they've been very, very cautious with Walker Bueller Had the Dodgers, given that he pushed his workload last year. He said he didn't feel right. But he pitched okay, and he was back on the mound. I think
3: it might have been dead arm. He didn't exactly say that, but I know some people were speculating on dead arm, Greg.
4: What are you? What can you tell us, Doc, about Walker Buehler? <laughs> so, uh, I love when people say dead arm, especially not you guys, but like just you know. It sounds when they... so
3: much worse. <laughs> dead arm <laughs> yeah. as a pitcher.
4: That's uh, terrible. It, it's there's no actual translation into medicine for dead arm, you know. So, um, you know, Walker Buehler uh, obviously was a workhorse last year, and obviously that's going to take a toll, you know, chronically uh, there, you know, for this season. But you know, t- total offseason to recover, um, has to go through the appropriate precautions. Most likely will be on a pitch count again. Uh, I mean, not again, but this uh, pitch count, like so many other pitchers are, um, to maybe decrease the number of innings and pitches that he throws, uh, um, you know, this year. Just so that they can preserve the long term future of this guy. Um, but, you know, right now, I mean, we don't see really anything that can hold him back. Uh, you know, he's at peak at 91%, and he's less than 10% IRC, which is in the low risk category. So there's nothing that we're seeing right now.
3: Go Walker Bueller. Pretty, Pretty good. Pretty good Walker Bueller, yeah. Doc, I want to get away from the pitchers here. I want to get an update on Francisco Lindor, who ran at near full strength. A full effort in a minor league game yesterday. Still dealing with this calf. I remember when we first had you on uh, right after this injury happened. Uh, I, I believe you—you you guys were a little bit more pessimistic about it. It could affect his stolen bases this year. Obviously, uh, that you know he needs his legs. Uh, it's a—they're a huge part of what what we want from him for uh, fantasy purposes this season. I see that he hasn't been ruled out for opening day, and he's trying to make that happen. Something like that scares me, Doc, because we're in this for the long haul. It like if we miss the first week or two of the season with Lindor, that's fine. I want him completely healthy. I see like he's pushing for opening day. Something like that scares me. What do you guys have on Francisco Lindor?
4: Uh so the biggest thing with him is the fact that he did uh we did Say that this grade three cap strain that he had back in February on February the eighth would take at least eight to nine weeks uh, of optimal recovery time, and he has passed through that. He's made uh, you know pretty good strides from his recovery standpoint, um, and so originally our HTR is March the twenty seventh, and you know eight days away, and so that's good for opening day. However, um, calf strain, especially for a speedy guy and a shortstop, uh, these things tend to recur. That's why we were kind of uh, very concerned about the ability for stolen base count total this year because, um, you know, this is an injury that will recur um, and uh, or have a uh, associated injury, which may be hamstring or calf, et cetera. So because it was a grade three, in our opinion, it was a grade three. That means there was some tearing of the muscle and that is going to relate to scar tissue that's uh, related to recurrence of injury etc. So um you know even though he'll be ready to go um you know from a re- recurrent injury standpoint um he's still going to stay right around 19 to
3: 20%. Right this is why we need to dock on every week to kind of bring us back down to earth slap me back into place. Cuz we get so we, excited you know, about a guy getting, yeah. I was getting excited about Lindor yep. again and then I needed to hear that to try and calm me down a little bit.
0: Well let me ask about another guy that I've been excited about and that was Aaron Hicks whose back injury he was hurt, and then he was okay. But he had a quarter shot, a quarter zone shot, and then he was okay. Then he had another quarter zone shot, and now he's okay.
4: He's gonna
3: start the year in the IL. What's going on with Aaron Hicks? Talk?
4: Well, um, I mean, you know, the back is the back is the back. I don't even want to focus on the back because you know what? Um, you know, Aaron Hicks is again great talent. Just signed a seventy million dollar extension, and uh, for seven years, also just. You know, for seven years, uh, that's 2026. <laughs> you know, and so uh, intercostal strain, hamstring, ankle injuries all throughout 2018. He missed about 30 games, but didn't really play well in a lot of them because of all these injuries, oblique strains, hamstring strains, all previous years, back injuries, etc. He's going to get a lot of. You're going to hear about him and getting a lot of cortisone shots. The problem with this is, is that when you're getting a lot of cortisone shots in the beginning of the season, the likelihood after 160 game season there's just a, a time where you just have too many quarter zone shots and it's just not going to be effective anymore and so there will be a bunch of injuries that he's going to have to deal with this year he will spend more time on the DL than last year uh and you know his we're, we're expecting him right now when he starts the season probably be at an IRC of 40 to 45 percent which means he's going to miss probably you know uh 70 75 games this year
3: That's great. Half the season, Greg. We were
4: were having so much fun, (laughs) and you just bring us down. It's it's not great, Doc.
3: No, that's good. That's why we need the Doc here. Uh, I want to ask you about two Angels starting pitchers in particular, Andrew Heaney and Tyler Skaggs. These guys have all the talent in the world, Doc, but they're always hurt. Specifically, Andrew Heaney dealing with the elbow injury. He's kind of been shut down here in Angels camp. Tyler Skaggs uh, did make another start recently. He was dealing with forearm tightness. So what do you have on those two guys? I know they're always banged up, but they are super talented, Doc.
4: Yeah, you know, with um, Andrew Heaney, uh, uh, you know, the elbow inflammation—that's always a red flag when you know when, when we hear that those words, uh, left elbow inflammation, because, you know. You, the The MRI does not show structural damage well it does show damage but that's just not structural you know so remember I've always talked about yep. these little key phrases etc so there is a strain there's edema there could be like you know uh, there's stuff there it's just not structurally damaged like a complete tear of anything so uh, here's the problem starting pitcher throwing shoulder uh, throwing elbow is the most the maximum amount of torque this is hugely concerning for us at inside injuries with Andrew Heaney just to let you know he's put into a high injury risk category now and you know this is something that fantasy players definitely need to, you know, consider because this is a big red flag. Uh, Tyler Skaggs, the forearm fatigue is, is, you know, not as, uh, uh, serious in our books as, um, you know, the elbow injury to Andrew Heaney. However, it is a throwing elbow slash forearm type injury. It does put him into elevated injury risk, um, right around 30, 31%. So, you know, for him to be making, you know, 75% 75% of the starts if you're okay with that then you should go with Tyler Skaggs but the injury to um, you know, Andrew Heaney is a big red flag.
0: One last question for you doc before we let you go. Dylan Batansis said he needs to start on the IL because he hasn't been able to work that shoulder up. He started camp late. Uh, he had a child. I don't know if that's real or that's an excuse but what's up with Dylan Batansis and how healthy will he be?
4: The key word here is impingement, Um, and that's where we've targeted. You know, they called it impingement, and they don't typically say impingement. You know, and that really concerns me because when you have impingement, that is a long, drawn-out process to get to that, and that will recur over and over and over and over again. Petasis is going to have this problem pop up. Um, This is a definite avoid if you're a fantasy player.
3: So I own him in my main event team, Greg.
4: Uh oh. Probably drop him. Uh oh. Is that what you're doing? You're going to just drop them?
0: <laughs> you, do you have DL spots name like I
3: do not have DL spots. It's a 30 man roster. I have seven, seven bench spots. I might not have a toy scrape, which sucks because I think Batantis is super talented, but that is.
4: Not a ring Yeah, impingement is a difficult diagnosis, guys. It's 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 where they're spurring on the clavicle and the acromion process, and it, it basically pushes down into the rotator cuff. He's going to have to have surgery to fix it eventually, and that's the problem.
3: That's an
0: issue. Well, he's a free agent after this year, so it won't be long term issue for the Yankees. But this year,
3: not great. Trying to extend him too. But we'll
0: see about that now. Doctor A, inside injuries. We appreciate the time as always. We also appreciate the good news, uh, not so much the bad news. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it again next Thanks, week. God. Thanks for joining us, man.
4: All right. Good to be with you guys.
0: When we come back, I'll give you a Shoyo a Tani update. We'll break down what we've learned over the last two days in Japan with the marriage of the A's. Stick around. More on the way
1: right after this. fantasy sports network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports embedding analysis you can catch the latest programming on so many platforms there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day you can listen through the fntsy radio app iheart radio TuneIn radio stitcher download our podcast through itunes google play spotify audioboom and you can watch select programming on the fntsy youtube channel the fantasy sports network your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Scout Fantasy Sports. This is definitely good news. Jimenez, uh... One of the top prospects is crushed uh, in the minor leagues. People very excited for him. And he's generally been going in the eighth, ninth round of drafts. So if you, you might've gotten a little bit of a discount over the last day or so. Now that's not going to happen. I think you'll see the price rise because I would expect him to begin the year with the White Sox. Weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Can't get enough fantasy football? Roto Experts has launched their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, which includes the best math-based. Seasonings. Seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at RotoExperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at RotoExperts.com. Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 844-8438. Six eight seven nine To join the Fantasy Sports Network.
0: There's nothing like Frank just sitting here rooting against you as hard as he can. That's yeah. so why would he be rooting for the teams that you're rooting for.
3: We went over this during the break, break. It's a vicious circle. You wouldn't help me fill out my bracket. And in turn, I go against the teams that you want to win. And then, because of that, actually, it's not even. Next year, it's not
0: certain- even. It, it's honestly not even just like rooting for them. Like, all right, you're rooting for your team. It's fine. But like, actively screaming.
3: Let's go, Golden Gophers.
0: He was like, why? "Why? Why? Why could you be a friend?
3: Well, who told you to take Louisville and your survivor, Greg? I did. You didn't even ask me my opinion.
0: You don't watch college basketball."
3: Well, I, I, I obviously know enough to know that the Golden Gophers are winning right now by four points. They
0: are winning by four points. That is, that is a fact.
3: And you took Yale over LSU, man. You got the big upset there. Why not? 14 over the three. Who cares? Who cares? I mean, look, I have no LSU background. It doesn't matter to me. Mm, me either. <laughs> um, I'm sure you have a few friends that went to Yale, Greg.
0: I don't know anybody that went to Yale in, in my life now. <laughs> you and your boys? have My boys went to the Yale. Terps.
3: Well, what's the Terps? What's the Yale... Dogs, I believe. Bulldogs. Yeah. A Terps and the dogs oh. chilling together.
0: I don't know anyone that went to Yale, Frank.
3: <laughs> well, you have a lot of prestige. Just friends. Do I? I feel like you do. I don't more think More so. than I do. Do, do I? I, do. Do I? Uh, definitely. definitely. Definitely more than I do. All right. In terms of prestige. Sure. And, and College background.
0: LSU, you have to a quick quick 7 nothing start here.
3: <laughs> Not looking good for you. Oh, whatever,
0: just a bracket. I don't care about that. Yeah. Um,
3: I care about my bracket.
0: Is there money on the line of your bracket? Well, obviously. So there's not is there? There's not anything on it.
3: Well, it's it's the free ones, but you know, if you get it right, <laughs> you can win a bunch of money. You know.
0: That's actually hysterical. You can't. You're literally rooting on your free bracket. When I have money on something, you're just not interested.
3: Greg, what kind of friend would I be if I didn't go against you?
0: A, a good I can't a support friend.
3: You in everything that you do. Greg.
0: You would be, you would be a friend.
3: Thank you for being a friend. Are you a big? Speaking of golden gophers. Are you a big fan of uh, Golden Girls, Greg? No. Oh, is this another one of those things where you just kind of missed out on it during your childhood?
0: Golden Girls? Wasn't that for like. You missed out on
3: everything? Wasn't
0: Golden Girls like much, much older than
3: us? I don't know. I watched it a lot when I was growing up.
0: Golden Girls is like the I 70s, it with, I thought. like,
3: My grandparents and stuff.
0: Right. Yeah, no.
3: They love. Loved-
0: I didn't yeah. watch the Golden Girls.
3: So you don't know anything about them. No. So if I asked you who was your favorite, you wouldn't have an answer to that, obviously.
0: No. I don't even know. I don't know. I can't know. I don't know who any of the Golden Girls are. Any of them? Is, is Farrah Fossil a
3: golden girl? <laughs>
0: I don't know. I, I don't know.
3: Betty White? Come on, Greg. you got to know Betty White. I know, Betty, I, I, I
0: know Betty White. I didn't know she was a golden girl, though.
3: What? I mean, for those, watch, uh, for those listening on the radio, I mean, I'm making faces at you right now, Greg. Why? You don't know any of the golden girls at all?
0: Dude, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to tell you.
3: No, no cartoons. No golden girls. No. It was just rooting on his Terps as a little child. That's so wrong.
0: Terps. What's wrong with we're rooting on the Terps? Oh, nice,
3: man. Do we have anyone downstairs who's seen the Golden Girls? I mean, I feel like Vavona has to love the Golden Girls.
0: Who cares about the, why are we talking about the Golden Girls? We, March Madness is on? And we're actually talking, talking about the Golden Girls. Well, I'm not doing this anymore. We're not because doing because this. I said, Hold
3: on. What do I love? Uh, Golden Girls.
1: Who's your favorite Golden Girl? Ooh, <sighs> Betty White, easily. Betty Hands White, down. easily. Hands
3: down.
0: Can we can we can we talk about like sports now, please? All right, Unbelievable. Yeah,
3: Tell us about your childhood.
0: So anyway, so today, the Mariners picked up their second consecutive victory in Japan over the A's, Ichiro Suzuki's final game uh, as a major leaguer. Uh, Any Ichiro memories... Did you say Kikuchi crying? I did. I watched it live. Uh, Any Ichiro memories as a child? You want to talk about childhood, Frank?
3: Nothing crazy stands out to me for Ichiro. I remember a couple of years ago when I worked at MLB.com, he... Got his 3,000th hit, sure. or Eclipse 3,000 yeah, yeah. as a member of the Marlins. That yes. was cool. It was great. That was cool moment. Very cool. Absolutely. That, that stands out to me. For you.
0: you know, each year, obviously, winning that MVP, his first season, along with the Rookie of the Year, incredibly impressive. How good he was was remarkable. How consistent he was. 2001. That consi-
3: I mean, was only, you were 30 at that point. I was 10. So.
0: How consistent he was throughout his career. The arm was always ridiculous. Uh, that was awesome. That was very, very cool, I thought.
3: I'm looking at his yearly games played. Yeah. I'm talk about an Iron Man. Yeah, holy yeah,
0: yeah. Holy. Oh, he played a million games, yeah.
3: Wow. His first, let's look at two, four, six, eight years. Never played below 157 games. He's great,
0: man. I don't tell you.
3: I mean, you don't have to tell me anything. He's just... Hall of Famer. 372.
0: Yeah, man, he's really well, good. Yeah, he's no, I all-famer. understand how good he is,
3: yeah. but I never actually looked at his, uh, his yearly production. So maybe you don't know how good he All is. All my time. So, I, being perfectly honest i didn't i didn't play fantasy baseball when i was 10 years old
0: so. yeah i like each year. It was a good pick
3: yeah i started playing fantasy baseball until 2008 2009 that was my senior year of high school i didn't started start playing.
0: playing fantasy baseball in 2003 2003 yeah about that my dad played before i did though but like with my friends oh, it was 32. like with my dad friends it was like 0304 something like that
3: yeah were you in high school then Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, uh, my dad played before I was in high school. I was into it. I didn't, I didn't join the League of My Friends until my freshman year of high school.
3: Did your pops get you into fantasy? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Same here. Yep. Actually, uh, my dad used to play when I was a kid, and he had to mail the team in. It was Really? Oh, my God. The, the internet? Wow. I mean, yeah, I mean, think about it. Like, the, the internet didn't really start popping off until, what, late 90s? Sure, into of course. Yeah, 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 of course. So... I'm a kid. He's asking us, you know, what do you want to name the team? Um, you know, when he wanted to make pickups and stuff. and yep. Set his lineup. That's awesome. Said, you, have to, you have to mail it in. It was crazy.
0: That's awesome. I go Johnny Stanley when get into it. it. I
3: don't know. We always, we signed Johnny up for baseball, for T-ball. He just. Wasn't he into it. He for him. He, yeah. Yeah. He to, I mean, wrestling. great. I hey. know all about that. You're also into wrestling though. I was. Yeah. We're so? a big wrestling household. But, uh, you got it. You got into it. Johnny was big on wrestling and Batman. I remember he was he was Batman for Halloween for, I don't know, eight years in a row. Was your dad is your dad into wrestling? Yeah, for sure, big, big, big time. Yeah, we actually have tapes. Tapes he used to uh, he used to record Monday Night Raw and like per views and stuff.
0: It cool. I remember this is actually very funny. Nineteen ninety eight. I remember this. This very vividly. I like got a like a sixty five on some science test. It was, like,
3: bad. Science. Not Greg's uh, no. forte.
0: Absol- absolutely not. <clears throat>
3: anyway. What just happened?
0: They called a charge instead of a block, which is crazy. Um,
3: Let's go, Golden Gophers!
0: I, I, this is... He's, he's... Whatever. So, so I had a 65. So my dad said I didn't study hard enough. So he didn't let me watch... It was the Raw after Mania. The Raw after WrestleMania 14.
3: Every Raw after Mania.
0: Right. So it was right after Mania 14, so I wasn't allowed to watch it. And the next day, like, I went to school and we were all, everyone was talking about it and I didn't get to see it. But like, I, I figured out what happened because they were talking about it. So my dad... I'm a fan
3: of Robbie Suss.
0: So my dad said, come on, who's the best? I'm like,
3: well, you grounded me,
0: so not, so not you. I said, but I taped Raw for you so you can watch it now.
3: Oh, That was
2: great the... Great story, Grant. So that was
0: the Raw that uh, X-Pac came back and debuted with Triple H and DX and the New Age Outlaws joined DX as well.
3: Wow. That's a great Raw.
0: Yeah, big time Raw. <laughs>
3: Mariners and A's, Greg.
0: Mariners and A's, indeed. What do you got? So, I want to start with Hunter Strickland, because there's a lot of questions in regards to Hunter Strickland, right? His, I, how good he would be, if he'll be the closer, the peripherals, all that nonsense. Two games, two saves. He's on pace for 162 of them. Probably not going Are people a little low on Hunter Strickland? Uh,
3: I think, you know, if pe- for people who haven't drafted yet, he's going to get pulled up the boards big time, Greg. And I think, you know, he definitely should move up in the rankings, because... He's the closer as of right now. It look, and, you know, we can only say there are about 15, 16 guys in baseball. And now he's one of them. Uh, you know, I had Hunter Strickland ranked outside my top 30. Uh, just looking at this now, I feel like I should move him, let's say, up to 22 in that area. In terms of the rankings for, uh, for relief pitchers, I feel like he should be in that Jose Alvarado, David Robertson area. Because David Robertson... As good as he is, you don't know if he's going to get every save opportunity. He's not. I mean, Gabe Kapler employed a closer by committee last year. He's Probably going to do the same this season with David Robertson and Sir Anthony Dominguez. And you don't know who the Rays are going to have for sure. Hunter Strickland, while you know he might not be the best pitcher of all time, the Mariners might win. Not might not win the most games this season, right? He's a closer, Greg. Absolutely. Should I, have no. him, should I have him ranked even higher? I mean, how high, how high would you pull him off the board? Should he go in? Like that Cody Allen? Interview. I do.
0: It's exactly where jokes. So that's where I had him originally until we talked to Jim and he's like, He's not good. You you don't do this.
3: He's the guy. He's I the guy. Anthony Swarzak was uh, was battling it out for the closer job, but I believe Anthony Swarzak is hurt, Greg. Right? I don't even think he's with him right now. He is hurt, absolutely. He hasn't he hasn't he didn't pitch in either game. Anthony Swarzak. Oh yeah, he's, he's opening the year on the uh, on the injured list. Right shoulder injury. So that was that was the main comp, correct? Roger That was it? So, yeah. Also, uh, we, we mentioned briefly at the top of the show, Domingo Santana, home run yesterday, stolen base today. And I, d- I don't think I got to this on the air. I think I spoke to you guys about it off air. Okay. I saw a tweet yesterday about Edwin Encarnacion. There was, uh, him, he was seen giving advice to Domingo Santana. And, and this, these are one of the narratives in baseball that I could buy into. When you bring in a veteran, both players are from the Dominican Republic. Yep. You know, a veteran like Edwin Encarnacion, on the air. I think he has a lot of knowledge that he can give to a player like Domingo Santana. I mean, they're not that dissimilar. I mean, they they you know Domingo strikes out a lot. He has big pop in his bat. Uh, it, you know, he has more speed than a, a guy like Encarnacion ever had. But you know, if there are a few things that he can learn here and there from Encarnacion, maybe that's the difference between him hitting you know twenty five home runs and. And 30 plus. So I buy into things like that. Big year coming for Domingo Santana.
0: Big year. I hope so for Domingo Santana. Basically, this week, though, though these, these two days, um, anybody that you've had in fantasy, un believable, <sighs> you've had in fantasy basketball the last couple of days, fantasy baseball, this is where my head's at today, obviously.
3: <laughs> You're all over the place. I'm not all
0: over. I'm, I'm in one place. Um,
3: Your mind is all over.
0: No, my, my mind's, again, in. In one places, but it's not in fantasy baseball. Anybody you've had has kind of been productive, right? You got the the home run today from Mitch Hanniger. Great. You got the home run yesterday from Chris Davis. Home run yesterday from Steven Biscotti. Stolen base yesterday from D. Gordon. He hasn't done much. He hasn't done much, right? Uh, The home run. Number
3: six, but he's walking.
0: Home run, but but pretty much anybody that you've had been pretty successful. Even you know Kikuchi. I know he didn't get the win. But Kikuchi pitched pitched okay, and it was in Japan, the whole deal. But not he a bad start for Kikuchi. One
3: earned, but he goes four and two thirds, and he's pitched three strikeouts, ninety-one pitches thrown in his first start too. So, all right, I mean, pretty good start there. Only yep. only one run allowed, goes ninety pitches, so that that's that's solid. I, I think one takeaway here that I have, Greg, which mm-hmm. is maybe under the radar. I, I I remember the other day we had a gentleman call in asking us about AL only. Tad Pinder has started both games, Greg. Yep. Chad Pinder has started. And I laughed. Games. I laughed at the Chad Pinder thing. For the Oakland A's, both of them have been in left field, and I know Chad Pinder was one of these guys who randomly popped up uh, on a lot of stat statcast charts last year, Greg. So he's going to have the opportunity to play every single day. Ed Pinder, any interest?
0: I think in, in AL only leagues, yes. Sure.
3: I mean, I don't. Anyone th- plays anyone has a pulse? Well, correct.
0: In I AL don't. Only. I don't think in, in deeper mixed leagues. I'm I'm interested yet. No. I don't,
3: I, he he I, had 13 home runs mm-hmm. in 110 games last year. He had 15 home runs two years ago in only 87 games, Greg. So, strikes out a decent amount, but if he plays every day, might hit close to 20 home runs again. This is AO only, I mean, exactly. deeper league. leagues. Exactly. You know, for your 12-team leagues, I mean, I don't think Chad Pinder's on the radar, but it is worth mentioning that he has started both games uh, at, in left field, and he... Took over first base today, Greg. You know why? Because Matt Olson got hurt.
0: So, Matt Olson got hit in the hand. So, that's another player that didn't really do anything besides get hurt. Yeah. Uh, Matt Olson. He had
3: a hit and run score today.
0: Okay. So, Matt Olson got hurt. That's obviously very frustrating to us. Hopefully, it's nothing serious. Hopefully, he can, like break his finger or break his hand. That would be so frustrating. Terrible. Um, but, uh, all right. But Olson, one of those guys that, you know, hopefully we'll get more out of. They,
3: they did... They did face two left-handed starting pitchers.
0: And he started both so, games. So
3: and Tinder started both of those. Uh, Roster Resource actually had I him as a platoon player.
0: Also I also want to note, they faced two left-handers, and even deep in the game for Matt Olsen, they faced a lefty, Matt Olsen stayed in the game. Hmm. So, I thought that was good.
3: Matt Olsen's going to play every day. I mean, he was one of these play- He played every single game last year. So, now it, it sucks that he got hit on the hand. Obviously, We'll see what happens with this. We're only speculating, but if he potentially you know, has to miss any time... Uh that's gonna suck for Matt Olson, but they have Chad Pinder who can fill in. Uh Jerkson Profar who they can move around the diamond as well. They have Mark Canna who can play against left-handed pitching. Yep. But uh Olsen was you know someone who played every single day last year. I I didn't worry about splits coming in. I don't worry about him against left-handed pitching. Uh let's just hope that he's healthy. See you, Matt Olson. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh Mike Fiery's looked uh, particularly terrible, like like normal, like you'd expect. Yeah, do the A- own him. dude. The A's pitching A- own the is. The A's pitching is atrocious. Very
3: bad. That's why they need a Lizardo, Greg.
0: Like yeah. it's really bad. It's
3: a, you want to know who is in their rotation as of right now, Greg? I do. Roster resource has two starting pitchers.
0: Is there any starter that you can Greg own?
3: Fires and Marco Estrada, and they both got the two pitchers that started the past bombed. two games. Yeah, they, Estrada didn't get bombed. What do you give a Three earned runs. Yeah, not great. Five innings.
0: That's not good. It's not quality. I mean,
3: I, you know, the first thing I thought when I woke up today and was looking at the box score, when I see Marco Estrada's name, I mean, he's just someone I want to play everyone against. <laughs> Honestly. He gave him three runs. Two of them were home runs. I mean, this guy is just, he's a T ball. Totally. Totally. He's a, like, Who are just the other starters? Up bombs.
0: Who are the yeah. other starters?
3: Oakland right now. I mean, Roster Resource only has two guys in their rotation. Uh, other players that they have inactive include Brett Anderson. So he's a starter. Yeah, that's rotation. one. Um, they have Frankie Montas as long relief, who actually wouldn't have my attention. He pitched well last year. Frankie week.
0: Montas, man, is one of those guys. A,
3: he, was, he was a big prospect a couple of years ago and then just kind of fell off the face of the earth. But he, we, we were streaming him at some point last year, Frankie Montas. I know we were, sure. So maybe, maybe he's one. They have Chris Bassett as inactive, so maybe he's in the rotation as well. They have him listed as a starting pitcher. And so Aaron awful. Brooks. Not Aaron Brooks, who played in the NBA, uh, the former Oregon Duck. Not Aaron Brooks,
0: the football player either. Uh, played for the Saints.
3: No, I don't think so. Could be, I don't think so. Uh, but Frankie Montas, you, you asked, uh, would I have interest in anyone in the A's rotation? Anybody? I think Frankie Montas is a name that pops off. Outside of him, no thanks.
0: All right. Um, did anybody's value go significantly up or down over the last two days?
3: I don't think we should judge much based on two days.
0: Oh, people are very reactionary. Very, very reactionary.
3: I could see... You mentioned uh, Ryan Healy? I can see Domingo Santana.
0: Domingo mm-hmm. Santana. Yeah, what? He keeps climbing, keeps well, but, climbing. But the only hit he got... he only has two hits, right? One was a home run, one was a double. That was a hit. It
3: was Grant Siam, it's a Grant slam, Greg.
0: It's a home run. run. Yeah.
3: And he stole a base, though. Just a little reminder. Hey, I can steal 15 bases this year.
0: That's it. Nobody else moves. Like, did D Gordon move for you at all? Like, D Gordon, like, seeing him at the top of the lineup running he wasn't
3: really an active target of mine. But it just—it comes down to roster construction. Over the weekend in the main event, had a lot of batting average. I had power. I needed steals. So I go out and get D Gordon. Uh, but
0: and then a little reminder of D Gordon. That was a one thing. Off,
3: so that's good. That as long was. As Malik Smith is hurt, he's going to lead off. So,
0: so for me, what I what I've learned over the last two days: little reminder of D Gordon, little reminder of Stephen Piscotti. Those are the two things I learned. Venture joins us next. BFF's Hour 2 rolls on after this.